Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to episode of Living Light Outdoors. On the mic with you, coming to you from the office. It's Tuesday. We've made it past Monday. I know sometimes that can be a real challenge. I want to share with you just maybe kind of a simple message. It's April. Uh, Rhonda and I have been playing in the dirt. We've been planting stuff, and we've got some stuff inside. We haven't really got into the garden yet. The garden's tilled up. A good friend of ours, our neighbor, tilled the garden for us and cleaned up some stuff in the backyard. So we're preparing we, I guess there's a the good word. We're preparing to get our garden planted. We're, we're excited. We've got uh, lots of hopes. Uh, you know, gardens are full of hopes. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully the weeds don't take over. Hopefully we get some rain. Hopefully there's a lot of hopes involved in that. But in the process, I mean, springtime, that, that's tip, typically this is it. This is springtime. This is planting time. Uh, you see the farmers have been out prepping fields, and you know, there's different things that will be planted. Of course, the wheat got planted early on, and the cows are grazing the wheat. They'll pull those off of there any time now and allow the wheat to come up and head out. So uh, there will be a harvest of wheat. But there's a lot of things to do with farming that comes around in the springtime. Gardening, getting your flowers out, ladies or gentlemen, whichever you prefer. Uh, getting your porches to look pretty. Rhonda will be doing a lot of that. We've already bought a pile of seeds. She's got plans. I mean, I'm going to wind up having to build something, I'm sure. But I, I, I came across my, my buddy Bubba Rutherford with Rutherford Land and Cattle Company uh, put a message together some time ago, and it was just one I thought, you know, I'm going to stick that in the back pile. Uh, it'll come, it'll, it'll have its place, and, and I believe today is its place. I titled his message, Repurposed for Good. Now, you know, he always titles his, A Little Pasture Preaching. So Bubba had a, uh, had a picture on, on when he posted this. Uh, of a whole pile of fertilizer tubs, you know, the big plastic tubs. But he was turning them into garden planters. So he starts his story out this way. These tubs are full of barnyard waste. Call it cowlot fertilizer. Yesterday, I filled the back end of my truck with empty tubs, and I took my bobcat, and I dumped cow manure, rotten hay, and rotten feed into these tubs. I brought them home. I mixed some dirt in with them, with the byproduct, and then I planted us some plants to make us a garden. So if you were to run a DNA test on this byproduct, it would represent hundreds of cattle. Some, I'm sure, we made money with. Some, we lost money. And some, I'm sure, were just plain old mistakes. The rotten feed came from outside the commodity barn where the feed man washed it and had it full of maggots and worms and any other critter might be mixed in there. So when I got home with this product, it was no longer waste. I saw that this product had potential. So I drilled holes in the bottom of my tubs and I balanced the material out, took the plants and I began to plant them. Now that rotten soil represents us as individuals. We've made mistakes. We when left when we, 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 we went left when we should have turned right. But someone has seen potential in us. And and God gave us his son to die on a cross for our sins. You see, God has always known we were going to make mistakes. He knew we would have to have a savior. That's why he sent Jesus Christ. I don't care how good you think you are, how many scriptures you know, how many hunger you feed, without the blood of Jesus, you're just Rotten, old, maggot-filled hay with stuff crawling around in it. I saw the potential in that soil, and I brought it home so I can plant seeds in it and help feed my family and my friends. God sees potential in you also. 
He has desires for you to succeed and have a successful life physically and spiritually. Jeremiah 29, 11 through 14 says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. In those days when you pray, I will listen. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. I will be found by you, says the Lord. I will end your captivity and restore your fortunes. I will gather you out of the nations where I sent you, and I will bring you home again to your own land. I love that piece of scripture. I know the plan. God says, I know the plans I have for you. These plans are not to, to harm you. They're not to, to, to bring disaster upon you. They're to bring you hope and a future. Their, their plans are for good. God's plans for us are for good. And oftentimes we bypass his plans and we run our own route. We, that's like where we turned left instead of turning right. We, we try to blaze our own trail and oftentimes we find ourselves kind of in the mire. It reminds me of the story of the prodigal son. You know, he's like, all right, dad, listen, man, I'm, I've had it with this lifestyle you want me to lead. I'm out. I'm, I'm of age. Cash me out of my inheritance. I'm not waiting till you die. Just cash me out now. And I'm going to go live my life my way because I don't want to live under your rules. We find ourselves in this place quite frequently. And this, this whole purpose reminds me of that because what happened to the prodigal son? Well, the father did just that. He cashed him out. He gave his, his inheritance and he sent him on his way. Well, the kid runs out into the world, right? I mean, the world has nothing good to offer us. So he runs into the world and, and he winds up squandering all of his money. Well, guess what? When the money was gone, so were all his friends. He was left high and dry. He had nowhere to go. He had nothing left. So he finds himself begging for work just, just so he can feed his belly, his hungry belly. And his job he wound up landing was in a pig pen, slopping hogs. Now, I don't know about you. I'm not a fan of hog farming. Man, if you're into it and, and it's making you a, a, a prosperous living, God bless you. The smell of, of hog farming, just I can't handle it. It's just not, not, anything I'm, not anything I want to be a part of. Chicken's kind of the same way. I'm not a chicken fan either. Those of you that know how I like to eat understand that well. Pork and chicken, I'm pretty selective on what I like to eat. But with all of that in mind, you think about that young man. He finds himself covered in pig manure, in slop. And he decides, you know what? My dad's servants live better than this. I will return home and, and just simply ask my dad to let me be one of his lowly servants. I don't need my place back in the family. You know what I'm saying? I just I just want to I just want a roof over my head. I want some three square meals, you know, some decent food to where I'm not wallowing around here with these pigs anymore. Here's the deal. We don't have to worry about the past. We don't have to worry about what we've done. We don't have to worry about maybe where we've been. Our past will have its consequences and we may well have to pay our dues. But if we surrender our heart to the Lord Jesus Christ, he will in turn grant us a future with him for eternity. You know what the story was with the rich young ruler's son, right? He decides to go home. I love the I love the picture in the scripture because it says his father saw him coming from afar off. And what that tells me is his father was always looking for him to come home. He, he was always looking out there just wondering, I wonder when he's going to come back. 
and it wasn't one of those, I know he's going to fall on his face and fail. And, uh, you know, it was just this longing for his child to come home. He was a prodigal. He had run away, basically, done his own thing. And when his father saw him coming, scripturally, I love this. When his father saw him coming, he immediately yelled to the servants, prepare the fatted calf for my son who was dead has come home. And he began running down the lane. And I picture an old Texas ranch, you know, with that long driveway from the main gate. You know, you can't even see the house. That's kind of what I picture. So I see the son turning in that gateway and his dad sees him and his dad tears out running towards him. Now, now he didn't run down there, grab his son and, and point his finger in his face and say, see, I told you so you'd fail. That's exactly what I told you you'd do. You'd fail. Now, that's not what he did. You look at scripture and, and when he got to his son, he hugged him. Now, this kid's covered in pig crap. All right. I mean, can I say that on here? Yeah. Anyway, I already did. So he's covered in this slop and the, the manure and the stench. And I mean, I got a feeling it probably been a while since the boy had a shower. So he's got an aroma to him, right? But his dad hugs him, wraps him in an embrace, and, and he kisses him on the cheek. That that was a welcoming gesture. It was not a it was not a, a con- condemnation thing. He hugged him closely. He took his own robe and he put it over the son. And he took the ring, the family ring that had the family signia on it. And he placed that ring on that son's finger, which basically signifies you're one of us. You belong here. And that's, that's what Jesus does with us. We can, we can wallow out there in the world's mire. We can do our own thing. We can run from him. The crazy part is the instant we decide to turn around, he's right there. He, he's he's not some distance from us. He's right there waiting. Your life may be as rotten as that maggot-infested feed and that cow manure that, that Bubba was using to fill those tins. But just like him bringing it home to mix it and make something that will be fruitful, you can turn that same soil you used to, to do the negative things in your past and you, and you take that same soil and you and you remix it, you repurpose it, and then you plant the Word of God down on the inside of you, and, and all of a sudden you become a success for the kingdom of God. You become useful. It, you're no longer waste product. You plant the right things in that, in that fertile soil. Life comes from that. It's all about surrender. It's all about repentance. It means to turn away from our, or turn away from, or turn around to. It is through this repentance and surrender that we truly find our way home. We, we can't get home if we don't turn around. John 14, 6, Jesus says this, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. It's through that relationship with Jesus Christ that we find wholeness for our life, that we find purpose. We become repurposed. We take all of the garbage, all of the junk, all of the manure that we've allowed to, to enter our life. Most of the time we've, we've pulled it into us. But we take all of that and we allow ourselves to be repurposed for his good and his glory. He will take us. He will plant his seed in us and life will spring forth. Repentance, surrender, and relationship equals eternal security. We've got to have the relationship with Jesus Christ in order to find our way. 
He's looking for you. The same as that dad standing at that at that window. I, I just I picture him standing at the kitchen window, maybe drinking his cup of coffee, just gazing out into the distance, hoping that one day his son would come home. And when he did, he welcomed him with open arms. Listen, it doesn't matter who you are, doesn't matter where you've been, doesn't matter the road you've traveled, doesn't matter the amount of uh, poop <laughs> that you're carrying with you. Jesus said, come unto me, all you who are weary, and I will give you rest. Are you tired of running? Are you tired of running away from him? We spend a great deal of our life running away from him. I did. There comes a point in time when we've got to realize the only way we'll ever find peace the only way we'll ever find joy and happiness is to turn home. As we turn towards home, he comes running to meet us. He embraces us. He, he puts his signature on us, and he calls us his own. We become an heir to the throne of God itself. What an incredible story. Well, I want to thank uh, my friend Bubba Rutherford, Rutherford Landing Cattle Company, for inspiring all of these messages. Uh, he puts a lot of great material together. And then he allows me to elaborate on it <laughs> and, 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 ex, and expound it in whatever direction. So I'm very thankful for that. And I, and I pray that this message touches your heart today. I pray that you get something out of this. You come to an understanding of that God does have a desire to do good things for you. He, he has a desire for you to be blessed. He has a desire for you to be used by him to advance his kingdom here on this earth. We have a calling and we have a place and he has a promise to us. If you will, I will. Amen. God bless you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for following our podcast. Thank you for all of your support. We greatly appreciate the support that we receive. If, if you want to support us financially, all of our giving links are on our website. Easy to find. Pinned right to the top of our, our Facebook page. Uh, we, would, we would greatly appreciate the support. Uh, thank you to those who do financially support us. We're, we're so humbled uh, and so appreciate that support that we get from you. Uh, continue to pray with us, pray for us, as we continue to follow the Lord, seeking out that which is lost so that it may be found. Amen. God bless you. We love you. We'll talk to you again real soon.